Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, the Red Raiders putting their best foot forward on the mound in game one from Gainesville, Florida. What's to be expected against the Huskies of Yukon? We get to that, plus Nick Saban's stand-up comedy act from SEC Spring Meetings. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen, as always, on YouTube or anywhere you get them cast. Hope it's been a great week for you. Thanks for joining us every day out there so far. Back to wrap up the week, get you set for the weekend. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and what we're getting set for to kick off the episode here this morning, Chris, is Red Raider Baseball coming at you, 11 a.m. first pitch. This is an ESPN Plus broadcast from Gainesville, Florida. Future Big 12 baseball matchup potentially is Tech and UConn are squaring off. And Chris, some of the greatest intrigue this week, at least for me, was uh, considering what the decision might look like as far as pitching is concerned. You and I mentioned that a couple of days ago. Really tough on a team to drop the first game and then make their way back around. So who would Coach Tadlock go with in this all-important first game? Do you save anything uh, for beyond the first game? Doesn't look like it because Molina is going to be the man for the Red Raiders, and it looks like they're going to put their best foot forward right out of the gate. Yeah, and and this is a really good UConn team. I mean, this is a team, I think they've got like 13 grad transfers or something. I mean, this is an old team. Um, You know, UConn came to Lubbock for four games back in uh, 2021, and, and Tech won all four. Uh, but th- this is, uh, I, th- I think actually UConn went to the Gainesville regional back in like 16, maybe, and, uh, and, and pushed Florida to the brink, uh, you know, to, to the, to, you know, they, they stretch. So this is going to be a, a scrappy team, but yeah. So that's why I, I say all that to, to set up that you, you just can't chance it. If you think that Mason Molina is your, is your one and he is. Yeah. I, I you, you just can't leave anything to chance. You can't pitch it backwards. You've just got to be, you know, I, I think that there's been times where if if Texas Tech was playing like, if you were playing like the Florida A&M matchup in this, in this game, you may have more of a, a decision to make if you're University of Florida. Like, man, can we use our number two or three guy? And kind of, and even then, it's a gamble uh, because again, you lose the first one, you you are in serious trouble. I mean, it's it, not that you can't right. pull it off, but you you've got you're gonna get get way into your pen and 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 your your arms, and just most teams are just limited. And obviously, we know the the Red Raiders are, are missing one of their key guys for this weekend in Trenton Parish. So, um, I think that's that really weighs in on on just going with Mason Molina, and then you just start. You, you know, you got to get the first one, and then really, whoever wins, whoever starts this thing out two and zero, is just is is in really good shape. That's just the way these things are set up, and it's set up for the home team, the host team, to kind of be able to do that. Uh, but that's you know, so the Red Raiders uh, need need to play good ball, and there's a chance of rain uh, today. By the time people are listening to us, you know, this game may be being played. It could be. You know, slightly delayed, but you know this is going to be one of the first games of the of the actual tournament. Uh, 
you know, this morning. So we'll, we'll kind of see what uh, what we get there. Well, that's something to keep in mind. I actually hadn't looked at the weather forecast, so I uh, appreciate that tip from Locked On Texas Tech <laughs> meteorologist Chris Level, who is Absolutely. not in a suit or standing in front of a green screen. This is just off-the-cuff meteorology, folks. He's a talented man who wears many hats, and that's important advice for those of us out there uh, getting those livers lubed up for today, Chris. If you're going to belly up and then you could get into a weather delay, you better keep, get your alibis in line for the wife. It could be a long, long day. Mix uh, in a water. water. That, well, and also, okay, yeah, that could be good advice too. I was just <laughs> thinking more so about the scheme you're trying to pull off. But yes, mix in a water <laughs> from the John Taffer playbook. Always good advice. I may have been just overthinking it, Chris, but I really did wonder if, if Coach Tadlock might go some other route from a starting pitching standpoint, just because it seemed like over the years, so many times in a big 12, you know, series weekend setting, and this is not the same thing. I get that your season can end if you're not successful, but you've seen like a best foot forward on a Saturday and Friday has kind of been, okay, it's going to be adventurous, but let's see if we can get through it. And to their credit, they've gotten through it a lot on a Friday night over the years. And not every season obviously has been the same. But I think there's been more of that than the alternative. So I, I was kind of curious to see if maybe they would uh, try to piecemeal something and then get to the best they have. But I think this is the decision. For this year's team, in this setting, I, I think it's got to be your top shelf guy. So maybe I was just overthinking it. Well, and and, and like the only – you know, you, yeah. Sometimes you toss Johnny out there, and 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 people are like, "Well, Johnny, who? Well, Johnny Allstaff. You 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 just you, you just kind of yeah. It's like let's let, let's let's patchwork together a bunch of middle relievers and just try to eat up as many innings as we can. The 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 one exception you you would say on maybe not going with your 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 best guy is if you felt like one more day of rest, like he's. He, he he didn't he's not on his normal rotation and so you could you kind of a built-in excuse to go right. you know it's just let's keep him on schedule let's wait till tomorrow to start him at that point you know that that, that you're just keep, kind of keeping guys on a routine and, and and things like that but I think uh you know Mason hasn't pitched since uh, last weekend or whatever and so I think this is just normal rest and and all those things but yeah you can you know, it's th th this is much like the, the, the old kiss theory because you can overthink it. You can try to like, you know, overanalyze and kind of but at some point you just go, you know, hey, man, who's our best guy? OK, well, the, he, he starts game one. The end. I mean, just just leave it alone and then and then see where it, it takes you. And then tomorrow, same thing. Who's the best guy? OK, let's go. You know, and, and then you're going to get into a position, though, the more games you have to play where you have to get a bit creative and 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 just kind of you know see what happens uh because you know at, at some point if you lose one of these first two you, you got to work your way back and you're going to start dipping into midweek guys or guys that maybe haven't seen a ton of time right. especially meaningful innings uh and these are all obviously uh, meaningful because this is elimination now uh and so uh but i i, I just uh I, again the environment uh, no, nothing like that should intimidate uh, Texas Tech, and that's the that's the the great thing about what Tim does with like non you know the non conference schedule. I mean, he'll take sure. them to play, you know, Power Five schools. You know, let's go to play at, at Mississippi State. Let's go play at you know somewhere in California against uh, you know a Stanford or or whatever it may be. I mean, it's just there's nothing that uh, about Gainesville, Florida, that should be intimidating. And really, when you first started this run. 
you were you got out of the Coral Gables regional and in playing University of Miami, and that was uh, you know like kind of the oh, beginning yeah. of this of this run. And I think that was part of your first college world series experience was getting out of that Coral Gables regional. And then I think you came back to Lubbock and beat uh college of Charleston in the best two out of three, if, if memory serves. So yeah, uh, you've, you've done this before. So, uh, but yeah, today's the day. Left a bunch of hurt hurricane feelings in your wake, uh, <laughs> leaving Coral Gables there. That was a memorable outing. And then the college of Charleston, super regional, uh, my hair wasn't as gray as it is now prior to that weekend. Do you remember if it was like 2-1, 1-0, one, one one yeah. or something? Yeah. I mean, every pitch seemed like it was it was carrying the whole season uh, on its back. That was a lot of fun, and mostly because Texas Tech, of course, was successful in those settings. And I agree wholeheartedly about you know the thought of, of not blinking in the face of a setting like Gainesville, Florida, with all due respect to Gainesville, Florida, and of course – the baseball program that is hosting this regional. But it's back to what you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago, and it's what I was saying I hoped would be the case for Tech in what we knew would probably be uh, an adversarial situation in the postseason as far as your seating, where you got to go, who you got to play. You're going to be um, you know, needing to punch up to a degree. But I said then I hope that because of Texas Tech's program pedigree, you're going to be coming out like a corner dog and whoever is hosting you maybe looking at you with the three beside your name, but is thinking that that's still Texas tech over there in that uniform. And what they've done recently is not three ish as far as seating is concerned. And one thing about UConn that I am intrigued by favorably for the red Raiders in this matchup, Chris is just the season schedule is, is not comparable between these two, because I think UConn's got like one series or one ranked opponent, something like that. They've seen on their schedule, the red Raiders, you know, five times that, four times that throughout the regular season. So certainly a difference as far as the vetting process, but UConn's earned their right to be where they are and uh, want to give credit to them. But I'm expecting good things from Texas Tech today and glad that Tim Tadlock went with the top shelf arm. That's coming up just around the corner at 11 a.m. If you're doing what you're supposed to, minding your P's and Q's, making us your first listen, it hasn't started yet. If you're hearing this after the game, what have you been doing all day? supposed to take this in at sunrise if it was out okay let's not get too deep into how close this is to sunrise as far as publishing because that might be reflected back on your boy which sounds like a good time for a break because we are going to pivot let's get back to the world of college football and the comedy act going on at sec spring meetings where they dared to mention the word <laughs> i don't even know if i can get it out parody <laughs> i'll explain next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And with the NBA Finals here, FanDuel is upping the ante. And if you've never gotten in before, now is the perfect time because new customers get set up with that no sweat first bet. Now, $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet don't bank, that's 2500 bucks back to you in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So go now, download the FanDuel app from the App Store, safe, secure, easy to use, and get your first bet in with the no sweat first bet. You're always paid instantly with FanDuel, and there's no better place to get all your bets cooking than with America's number one sports book. So head on over now to FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500 back in bonus bets. 
if your first bet doesn't win. That's FanDuel.com, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Before we are out of here this week, Chris, we had to get to some of this going on from the SEC spring meetings because some of what was being said is in the the realm of what you and I talk about a lot as far as college football at large is concerned. Scheduling format, so on and so forth. Pass to the playoff. You know, what's it going to look like? five, ten years from now, and a lot of what they're talking about uh, has to do with just that. We'll focus in on a couple of things, and of course, we'll lead to some some bigger picture conversation, I have no doubt. But I, I don't know how much attention you've been paying this week to some of these comments that have been trickling out. You know, some of the scheduling stuff is really interesting to me as far as eight or nine games are concerned, which I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the SEC, at the time we're having this conversation, they did decide to stick with eight but eliminate divisions. Uh, I believe was the result. Did you see that? Yes, um, and and this is as I as I understand it, this is kind of like a, a one year scenario that they will revisit uh, in the twenty five okay. you know season. This is just kind of like the twenty four, like the first year that uh, Oklahoma and Texas will be in their league. They're, they've they've decided just to stick with an eight game. Schedule, then they give you lots of caveats about, hey, we're going to honor uh, secondary rivalries. We're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, th- this and that. Right. I, it, it, it seems it, it's soft. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, you know, S A W F T, in my opinion, soft. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 softer than soft. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I did. I, it, it, the college football fan is the one that loses here. Um, and exactly. And there's, I just think it's really dumb to like talk about the SEC in terms of of uh, putting it on a pedestal, and then some of these teams don't even play each other, but once every four years or eight years or whatever it is, and and I think that it, it's hard to take is serious uh, when when everybody else is doing something different, and that's the problem is that there is not a a general rule that suggests every power five league has to play, you know, eight games, nine games, 10 games or whatever that there, there is no standard. And that that's what needs to to change. The problem is, is that I don't know if, if like the, the college football playoff, which is essentially kind of used to be the BCS, but they kind of run college football because they decide how the championship is decided until they get together and say, this is mandatory across the board, it, it, you're allowed to kind of do what you want. And what the SEC has decided to do is they've decided to go with the easiest path to the playoffs. So let's not put one more obstacle in front of our all of our teams by playing that extra conference game. And, you know, it, 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 like I said, you're going to get more, you know, Georgia versus Monmouth or – you know, who, who the heck knows, you know, like I, I just, I just think that some of these, you know, if, if you were to say, if you were to say you, you play in eight conference games, but we, you know, now you're going to have four non-conference games and two of those have to be against other, you know, power five teams. 
you know, like, you know, so you're, you're guaranteeing 10, but it, it, it's, you're not, you're not necessarily being equal. And I don't really want to hear that, you know, cause depending on somebody's sec eight game schedule, what it is, that could be a fairly easy schedule. And I said, yes, easy compared to what the big 10 or the big 12 or even the pac 12 are doing when you're kind of having to play pretty much everybody. Um, and now, obviously, the Big 12 situation has changed because it's kind of about who, who you got versus who you didn't get. And some years you're going to get luckier than others. But I just yep. I don't know. I just I think uh, I think that uh, I'm not surprised because apparently there wasn't money there to pay for it. Like there, there wasn't any enticement by the ESPN folks to go in. If you do this, this is how much more money. So it, 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 they just felt like, OK. Easier path to the playoff. We're not getting paid more. Why would we want to do this? But again, ultimately, the fan is the one that loses because they're going to have to pay for or watch uh, another kind of semi-meaningless game, probably against a you know a group of five or even even division you know lower than that type team. Yeah, that that's something that just always irks me, and I'm not here to get irked on a Friday. All right, it's been a good day so far. I don't want to ruin it with an irking, but. The college football fan, the consumer, is dead last on the list of what is ever considered in any of these things. So you should always know that going into it, that uh, your entertainment value or whatever has no bearing whatsoever on the situation. Absolutely zilch. Nick Saban, when he speaks, people listen for obvious reason. And some of what he was saying, both scheduling and back to that word that just sounds hilarious coming out of his mouth, parody. Uh, I want to get to Chris on the scheduling front first. He's actually talking about, I've dreamed of uh, power five games only being on the schedule. And I'd like to say, Nick, I also have dreamed of that. So when are we going to get <laughs> just felt like that is such a pipe dream all along because I don't know if we have the appetite uh, to see so many fold uh, as programs or athletics departments when they're not subsidized. Uh, by these types of crossover football games. So I, I don't know if that appetite's really out there. And I think that would be the reality. Or or they can maybe reconcile something else as far as the budget is concerned. I don't know, tighten the belt and not you know rely on surviving only via these subsidized football games that you get from Power 5 programs. That's a wild thought too. Uh, but I just don't know if we have the appetite for that, Chris. I really do feel like there is some path to maybe cutting off the FCS crossovers. That That's just an abomination of a football game as far as uh, charging anybody to get into a stadium to see that. Um, but I, I don't know, group of five versus power five, like some of those regional matchups and things like that. I just don't really think we're ever going to get away from that. Do you see that being realistic? Group of five versus power five, like some of those regional matchups and things like that. I just don't really think we're ever going to get away from that. Do you see that being realistic? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And then in some of those uh, lower end schools, like you're talking about in the divisions, they, 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 they are, they survive based on some of these games. I know that's not necessarily yeah. everybody else's problem, but I, I don't, I think that there's a lot of layers to this because you could like ultimately suggest by hurting the sport. Uh, if you, cause I mean, what's interesting is you, you don't necessarily want all those teams to fold up and like, not be able to afford to, to function because heck you're recruiting from a lot of them at this point via the portal. That's true. Um, <laughs> at, at this point, uh, it makes they, more sense now to subsidize it. I guess. Yeah, that's right. That th things have changed, <laughs> but, but I, I get it. Yeah. It's a, you know, asking your fans to pay for, 
you know, some of that or, or trying to put it on TV or, you know, whatever. It's just yeah. not it's not a draw um, as, as opposed to another conference matchup. Uh, again, I, I just hope that at some point there, there's a standard uh, that, hey, th- this is what we're doing across the board. And and again, some some leagues have more teams in it than others. And it's just it's just tricky. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a moving target at times I'm trying to make but I, I just don't think it's too much to ask to say you have to play at least nine conference games across the board if you're one of these power five leagues I mean there's enough inventory there there's enough you know you, you're gonna your school's gonna make more money if, if, if the tv folks are not gonna pay for it your attendance is gonna be better for for those games that, than it would be for um True. you know somebody else so uh but I just when I, when I saw that I just yeah I I, did, I, I just can't it's just soft uh, to me. I, I just, I, I don't know. And, and I, and I understand why you know, nobody's making them do it. So they're like, okay, why would we put ourselves, you know, more in the harm's way and like hurt our ability sure. to get to the playoff and win a title. And and I certainly understand that part too, but uh, you know, other, other people felt differently. Keep on keeping on, I guess. I mean, I get why they do it. Uh, but still again, very frustrating. <laughs> To the fan, which I R one, and when you spell it S A W F T, I think you got to go soft. You got to like round it out a little soft. It's just something a little bit beyond soft. All right, Chris, how about this? The L M F A O portion of the program as we speak on parody. Now, us speaking on parody, probably not hilarious. I don't know if there's anything entertaining about that. Nick Saban. Or some of the ultra successful college football head coaches speaking on parody is a riot because one thing that college sports in general, but obviously college football does, it's very, very different than, say, anything on a professional level. The best team gets first pick the next year. Now, that's kind of a topsy turvy approach compared to what you're doing otherwise, but. This is one comment I couldn't uh, let go this week before we wrap this thing up. Nick Saban talking about favoring an NFL model for college football as far as scheduling and many other things, uh, NIL or whatever it might be that would fall under that umbrella. Saban said in part, quote, unionize it. Make it like the NFL. Make it the same for everyone. Everything they do for the NFL is to create Parity. If they have every team at eight and eight going into the final week of the season, he talks about the NFL being happy. <laughs> it's all about parity. Now, to me, Chris, this runs completely contrary to his entire existence and what would happen to that existence if I there agree. was some type of parity. I don't have a clue how you ever establish it. You want to talk about pipe dream. Parity is the biggest pipe dream I think there's ever been in college sports. What'd you make of that comment? Yeah, well, I, I I think Nick Saban he says a lot of things. He tries to you know get, get people thinking. He always has an agenda. Um, if anything like that were to ever happen, you know, he, he would be I think long gone. I mean, he would be retired and, and all that. I mean, some of this stuff is is never going to happen. But I think he's just he he likes for people to talk. I I think it did lead to conversations that. Would the SEC and the Big Ten ever just say, hey, man, deuces to everybody else. We're just going to come up with our own NFL, you know, right. and, and and do it that way. And we're just, we'll just play each other and, and our, our schedules will strictly consist of, you know, an AFC and an NFC. And I think that's kind of where, where people took his commentary. Would that ever happen? I, I just – I don't see that uh, at all either because – 
I, I think that, you know, that there's money, there's structure, there's, okay, like, what does that do to the college football playoff? I mean, it, it's like you, you, if you're breaking apart, I mean, it's like everything that we know in existence right now would just would, would be non-existent. And so I hope that day never comes because then, then it's just not really college football anymore. It's almost like a, you know, the, the AFL and the NFL back in the day when you got, you know, or, or now when you got the NFL, the USFL and the XFL, and you got everybody kind of doing their own thing and you can't even see straight, you're not sure, you know, <laughs> what, what, yeah, what's going on, but that, that's what he's, you know, that's what he's suggesting in my opinion. And that's where people kind of took that as like, you know, let's just have a SEC and a big 10 schedule only and let's roll that way. And then, you know, we don't have to, you know, and, and you would get a lot of, of parody or, or kind of, you know, same as on, on records and everything like that. It would be fairly intriguing, but uh, it, it's not parody, though, when you're playing four non-conference games where you can kind of schedule four wins every year and you look at somebody's record and say they're 12-0, and 0, but you, you got to look a little deeper than that <laughs> at times. <laughs> very, very interesting comments, and I agree. I think so much of this would send him running for the hills if it was actually in place, but I do appreciate the fact that he likes throwing it out there. And I love just, like you said, everybody's got an agenda. It's so funny to hear like Nick Saban talking about others spending NIL dollars. Uh, he was slamming Texas, Texas Agricultural and Mechanical University and Southern Cal, which I'm always here for. But meanwhile, acting like there's never been a penny shed uh, by anybody in Alabama colors to get anybody on campus. Much like <clears throat> Jimbo Fisher will sit at the podium and act like he's coaching a poverty program. Well, poor little old Texas agricultural and mech. I mean, what kind of cash do we have to throw? It's hilarious. <laughs> These guys should be politicians in their next lives. This is the training ground for that, I guess, just like uh, Tommy Tuberville <laughs> made possible. And I was just thinking, Chris, <laughs> as we wrap this up, when you're saying a moment ago, like, this could not look like college football anymore. <clears throat> like how many times over the years did one college football fan or athlete uh, then into the next decade say, boy, this doesn't look like college football anymore. And then the next, these boys are riding buses now. What happened to the trains? This ain't college football. <laughs> these guys are flying now. What happened sure. to the buses? It, these guys are wearing helmets now. This ain't college football. <laughs> it's always an evolution and uh, we'll be here. Uh, to digest it whenever it does continue to evolve. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend, able to enjoy some Red Raider baseball, and hopefully we get a big dose of it because that would mean they're winning and not going. What they like to say is two and barbecue. I feel like that's ridiculous because barbecue should be a reward, should be a privilege, so we don't <laughs> want them to go two and poo. Poo is a privilege of no kind unless you're just looking for some relief. Then it can be. All right, what a weird way to wrap it up, but that's how it goes here on Locked on Texas Tech. Chris, enjoyed the week entirely and all the time, my man. Let's do it again next week. Loved casual Friday, man. Good uh, good stuff. Enjoy the weekend. Keep hope alive. And, uh, yeah, hopefully the Red Raiders' uh, <laughs> bats are hot this weekend, but we'll talk about it uh, starting next week. That's right. Thanks for joining us, as always, and subscribe on YouTube if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode. Shout-out to the everydayers out there. Appreciate you. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next edition of Locked on Texas Tech.